Hi, welcome to the Mohua Show. My name is Mohua Chinappa and I am an author, entrepreneur and ex-housewife. This podcast is about everything from business to technology to arts to lifestyle but done and spoken imandari se. Hi, in today's episode we have with us Chanda Narang. Chanda is the CEO of Frozen Horse, a 150-year-old British heritage brand that creates heritage pieces which are put together as art and silver. Chanda took over the workshop of Frozen Horse in 1991. Back then it was an export oriented unit. She decided to go retail in India to explore the market for sterling silverware and certified jewelry. And today the silver market is booming in India and Frozen Horse has several showrooms across the country. The clientele includes the Prince of Wales, the Maharaja of Nepal and other heads of states and notable families around the world. Welcome Chanda in today's podcast. Thank you so much Mama. Thank you for having me. So Chanda, let's just go back into the past, you know. What got me very interested was this whole thing of reinvention because you were a filmmaker earlier and then to get into uh, the line of silver jewelry and uh, products like this when did that entire shift happen for you because there are so many women who are currently our listeners but they don't know how to make that shift how to reinvent themselves they're jaded with their jobs they're jaded with their lives what are those tips that you would tell them what is it that you did shifting sands that's what our life is about and i want all women to know that and accept that that life is always going to be shifting sands but if you allow your fear to stop you you will get nowhere if there is something that you want to do you feel like doing and you feel it strongly enough just go ahead and do it the only person that is stopping you this is for men and women the only person that is stopping you is you yourself it's called fear such a thing does not exist it is an invention of our mind So when it comes to something that I've learned in my life the shifting sands of my life have taken me from science I love science I want to be a doctor and a neurosurgeon actually and shifting sands took me to being a filmmaker I was a documentary filmmaker it was very frightening to start that first because I knew nothing very much about media or or filmmaking and there were a lot of very very mean men out there <laughs> who wanted to make sure that this young woman you know so stays in her place well I stayed in my place for a while but I learned a lot and I moved with the time opportunities came my way and frightened or not frightened I picked them up and I moved with them and when I did then the universe helped me people helped me people came and they actually taught me a lot that is really what kept me going in my career so I've never ever stopped understanding and accepting that life is just shifting sands you're walking on a desert the 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 sand is going to shift but you know what keep walking keep walking it's courage that is in all of us that is what propels us forward we do it for all our friends we do it for our family and our children why don't we do it for ourselves i think as women i think most of us we overlook ourselves and we're all the time trying to find a, you know a better version of ourselves in the relationships around us and uh, that holds true for so many women across the world that you know if you're a good mother you think you're a good person and you you put value onto the relationships around you now when you said that you studied medicine and uh, how did your parents react when you did such a rebellious act of getting into filmmaking which is really a very very male dominated space at the time when you were uh, you know doing this sort of work so how did they react to you my parents have been fully confused where i've been concerned because i'm part part rebellious and part of wonderful daughter 
so they don't know which bracket to put me in if i was just simply a rebellious you know horrible daughter then they could put me in that bracket but since i keep doing nice things also then they do they can't put me in this bracket either so my shifting stands moving from medicine or science to filmmaking to silver i think they've just accepted it and i'll tell you one thing parents normally do no matter what they may say if you want to strike on your own you want to be rebellious you want to shift grounds just go ahead and do it no matter what your parents say there will always be some kind of advice that will keep you on the straight and narrow but at least trust yourself enough to know that is not always what your parents say that's right it's also this intuitive instinctive voice within yourself that is right and that is the one that you have to come to trust and love talking about films you know um share with our listeners some of the experiences that you know you recall that have been a very landmark point in your life when you said that you were done with it and you wanted to do something different when was that saturation point that you reached with filmmaking i think the saturation point after making films for 14 years was um my search for truth so documentaries was all about searching for the truth amongst varied points of view which never met up so i thought if i collected enough points of view and i put it out there on a wide enough audience somewhere the truth will emerge like a lotus out of a dirty pond right now after 12 or 14 years of making documentary films um as varied as social political tehri dam ram janmabhoomi um you know the coal miners mafia i started working on the shatush documentary which is a shatush shawl and it took me all over you know uh, nepal and tibet and Uh, kashmir and you know but i found that the more closer i got the truth the more the more elusive the truth was i was so jumbled up to what the where the truth actually starts and where it ends it had no point there was no point of beginning of the truth and there was no end to the truth truth lies call it what you will but what we think we know the opinions we have however well intentioned actually have no beginning no end to it they really don't they they pointless they have no point to them when i finally started seeing that while i enjoyed what i was doing thoroughly but there was no big purpose to it the big purpose that i had been chasing for 12 years or 14 years of my life of making a change was only the change in myself nothing else changed but myself the realization that there is no need to change the world it's fine the way it is there will always be different points of views there will always be likes and dislikes love and good and bad love and hate it's fine i mean that that is really the tapestry out there and you can't step out of it it's there so just enjoy it so maybe you would call that being you know you're getting more mature about looking at things but because when you started films maybe you it was with a vision to wanting to change uh, the viewpoint of people and get them closer to what was happening especially these political and activism films that you spoke about just now so there must have been a bug inside you that bothered you about all of that and was it this that you suddenly came to a, a space in your head where you said that i need to change my own viewpoint and the rest of it can just go because those are also truths for people right you know for my audience maybe you know it would be because we have a lot of youngsters uh, how would you explain that entire shifting sense mama i'll tell you i started because i hate people lying to me so i grew up picking up on lies and all kids all youngsters can pick up very fast on who's lying to them and for what reason 
and that is one thing that I did not want around me. I didn't want a bunch of lies. So whenever somebody lies to one, the only choice you have is you either walk away, or then you fight it. You confront the lie. You confront the lie. Yeah. When you confront the lie, then there is there is some evidence of the lie backing off. Another perspective comes there. When there are two perspectives, then the lie itself, the false itself, has to peel away. Because what is a lie? Falsehood is this is the truth. Falsehood is this is the truth. But so many things out there are not the truth. They are falsehood posing as the truth. So when you face up to it with another perspective, the false has to back off as the only truth. And that is what I was trying to do: to bring out perspectives up front, so that which was staring us in the face as the God-spoken truth can back off and allow other perspectives to come in, more voices to come in, raise the voices. So the false can look away. That was what my endeavor was. That that is the thing that I was very very passionate about, and I hope every people, every person, young old, every person has that ability to take their own perspective and their own opinion, and face that with an opinion which is opposite to theirs. You don't have to fight it. You can just put it out there like a signboard. You mean acceptance, right? I don't mean acceptance. I mean if you feel something is wrong, say it. Say it. Say it nicely. You have an opinion. You have an intuitive insight which is very, very strong and very sincere, very powerful and correct. Let that intuitive insight speak for yourself, and have the courage to speak it out of your mouth. No point just feeling something is wrong. That which is wrong means there is something wrong. Find the words, the correct words, to somehow come out of your mouth and put it out there. Don't be scared of doing that. You may get laughed at. You may get derided. You may get, you know, even abused. That's the kind of world world we are living in. But don't back away, because if you back away, I'm not asking you to fight. I'm asking you to just take your own truth and put it out there, and then leave it. Then drop it and walk away. Your job is done. That's all. But looking at the media world, you know, I mean, I don't know how much of that would be very practical because there are a lot of people who would work for money, and it does not necessarily for everybody be passion. There would be places where you know it matters to them that the income that they make, and the world, the creative world, is a very very unorganized sector. You know, where a lot of people don't get paid, a lot of people get cheated, and this whole level of awareness. Is from within that one needs to understand, grow, you know, because youngsters, I don't think, think about these things. You know, we are just gunning. I remember myself; I was just gunning to get bigger and bigger. I was a journalist in Delhi, and you know, broadcasting was happening. And at that time, Times had started their Times Television, and um, there was Vinod Dua who had, you know, <laughs> done his own stuff. And I knew that would be the next thing. But of course, life had to take different turns. And for me to be sitting opposite to you today here and doing this podcast. So, but when you're young, I I don't know if you really look at these uh, perspectives. That is very very important to look at. So, what would you tell the youngsters? How is it that they would navigate that path between earning money and also not getting caught in the trap? Don't take it personally. Never take it personally. That's it. Just inculcate that in yourself from the word go. Don't overthink it, and don't take it personally. Your mantra should be "Who cares?" and so what. Just stay with that. 
it's not your problem if somebody else is misbehaving somebody else is doing nepotism and somebody else is doing whatever you have to do what you have to do you have to earn you have to make your money do it and drop it just do not even go into the personal element of it it's not personal for you it's not personal for them so now let's just come back to freezer and horse so how did this happen and uh, again like for this is another totally different area of work and how did you get into reinventing yourself here there are so many women who are struggling today you know they don't know what to do they're really caught like i said right in the start you know and there i've met so many women who say that oh i don't like the job that i'm doing i don't like what i'm doing oh, i think i have this in me but i don't know how to do it so a little about freezer and horse and how you know you had the courage to take up your own calling shifting sands again shifting sands again shifting sands again okay yeah. but i think life is going to make you shift sands anyway so i want to tell all the women i've been want to tell all the youngsters that there is a there is so much inspiration the youth what i'm seeing in bangalore and i'm seeing in places around here there's an incredible amount of energy and there is there's, there's so much so much happening here to free your mind if you can free your mind of again of the shifting sand conditioning then you act, then you actually don't mind your job you're unhappy in your job because you can't move you're unhappy in your job because you feel that you are stuck but you're never stuck promise you you feel you're stuck you think you can't move because you need money you overthink it you take it personally i've spent 10 years here i've spent 12 years here i've spent 2 years here oh i want to move in 6 months but in fraser and horse it was a silver company i was a filmmaker what is the connection between making films and trying to run after quote unquote truths and opinions to making handcrafted silver very beautiful handcrafted silver with one of the oldest silversmiths in england 300 years old you're trying to reinvent a 300 years year old heritage how did they react to that when you told them that you wanted to reinvent and you know bring about storytelling in in uh, you know in silver silver making that was so stayed so my principles derided me totally and it hurt i have to tell that tell you that so it, the, the principle said that there is not enough market in india for branded silver apart from donga katori thalis and things like that so she is never going to succeed so let her do what she wants to do she has enthusiasm she has idea so let's give her let's loosen the leash and we need somebody to handle silver in india because losing money hand over fist so she can't make lose more money she can't, she can't make it worse so in that sense i came into the field where i said fine if i can't make it worse then make let me make it different let me first of all turn around and say silver is not for dowry i don't believe in dowry so throw the dowry thing out of the window no dowry no silver no thali no donga no katori you want to buy it from your house go ahead and buy it you're certainly not going to give it to your daughter unless she wants it the second thing is that what is it today that everybody in india wants they want a story they want an art expression they don't want to look at silver as something which is like i said traditional or or something which is serious no 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 we don't we want to take everything that is serious and we want to make it irreverent so that um, irreverence i feel gives you the humor it gives you the courage and it gives you that slight edge over the others and that is what i held on to as a bring in humor into something which everybody takes so seriously silver everyone takes so seriously 
let's make it into little little doggies and let's make it into little cats and little monkeys and let's take terracotta and clay and put a little nose made of silver and make little ears made of silver let's just play with silver and if it doesn't sell we'll melt it but let's at least try to express art take the humblest of all materials which is clay which is mud take mud and put a bit of silver on it give it a shape give it a form give it a story we started with a modern version of panchatantra and put it out there and see how the market reacts and it reacted amazingly well from the time we started in 1997 um it's just it was something that that even our team wasn't expecting it was a young team a very very young team very enthusiastic ready to prove and ready to fail and i told them all i said do we get these this wrong we are all out of jobs we are shut down you know that's it <laughs> we are shut down there's no way to go somebody will have to lead us somewhere from here khana peena band this is fine we are with you let's do it because if we do do the same boring stayed old thing then i'm sorry we will not be able to digest the food that we are earning we would rather earn less and digest what we are earning than to earn more and not be able to digest it I said that's my kind of language let's go for it. So we just took everything irreverent totally ir- even erotic we even took eroticism everything which was irreverent we put into our silver and it worked. It simply worked because it blew the minds of people away that we could actually turn around and break such a strong conventional traditional concept of silver. Since then we haven't looked back. that's all we've been doing since then inventing reinventing reinventing every time we we remember we are becoming stodgy and old we suddenly you know start becoming irreverent i said do the most irreverent thing you can think of it's okay if we fail but break out of this conditioned we are settled comfortable mode keep moving just keep moving don't don't rest in our laurels oh but we did very well in that exhibition Oh, but we did very well in our collection. I said, "When, yeah, that was yesterday news. What are you doing now? What are we doing now? What new ground are we breaking now? Get your inspiration from now. Get your inspiration from Greece. Get your inspiration from Syria. Get your inspiration from you know, um, in all the hellos of the world. Go look at the Kama Sutra. I don't care. But get me that inspiration because finally, I'm going to tell you whether it is art or it is rubbish." that much confidence i have that i have an eye where i can separate art from what is just not simply making the grade you try you try if you can't make the grade it's not a problem try again you will make the grade promise you that's it and how did people react around you when you you know to take on such a state brand like i said so friends were supportive of you and uh, people were supportive of you or are you the type who walks all alone on this entire unsettling the dust i love the way they put it unsettling the dust well yes lots of dust has been unsettled and lots of dust is still being unsettled and it's still a question of dropping what a lot of people say you hear from one ear and take it out of the other so did you face criticism tremendous yes particularly from our british counterpart who like pure silver silver is to be to be revered like god and we were irreverent but 
the interesting thing is that a few years after we started they started making england started making mixed material england started making leather and silver and glass and silver england started making porcelain and silver so they followed us for all the criticism we faced about not staying with pure traditional silver techniques and pure silver products when we started making mixed material and became so successful the english followed and then the the french followed so we changed the trend we bunch of youngsters who dared to be irreverent we changed the trend of the way silver is being put together and retailed in europe in england that's a huge huge i mean it's it, it's it's a huge task because they are so set in their ways and they i don't think they look at the indian art market in a with very good light i've heard lot of artists and i have interacted with them and they have a huge snob uh, you know the english will never accept us never ever never. yes never. yes they can patronize us yeah. and say oh congratulations wonderful vedas vedanta very good but they cannot take us as their equal yes Oh, they never ever will. I think you know, <laughs> not not in a really long time. But Chanda, you know, I have to ask you because, like, when I'm sitting opposite you, I can see somebody who's very strong, and somebody who's very, very, uh, you know, is very sure of herself. Um, did this ever cost you as a woman? Yes, yes. Let me tell you, I've had my share of breakdowns. I've had. I've been rock bottom. I've been rock bottom. I have huge, huge sympathy and empathy for those who I meet. who hit rock bottom it's a very lonely and it's a very scary place i've been there and i've got myself out of that and and i would like i would say big big hug and lots of love and lots of courage and lots of blessings for anybody who is right now in that place where they are confused they're scared they're lonely they're alone they don't know where to go and they're depressed just know that it won't last trust me it will not last it will change just flow don't be frightened of it just flow with it i've been there i am a strong woman yes we are we are people who are going to fall we are going to it's called acid grace when you fall it's some kind of grace um you fall so low that you suddenly let go of all your ego because there is nothing left to hold on to all the stories about yourself is gone all your images about yourself have gone you have to let go because that's how broken you are you're shattered you're in bits and pieces you're waiting for someone to put you together and that opportunity does come but bit by bit you're put together and you start rising again so i understand what it's like but don't compromise on your principles because the one thing that keeps you strong even when you're falling into 100 bits are your principles and the truth which is yourself don't let that go don't compromise i believe no compromise no sell out little bit of badmashi is fine not unkin work sure to earn more money is fine no problem like krishna can be as badmashi as you want but within yourself be true to yourself no compromise no sell out and i swear to god when you go through a bad time that is the one thing that will get you out of it that actually is growth that's asset grace so grace then comes and pulls you up on the wings of the angel thank you so much for being on today's podcast and i am totally teary eyed listening to you and talking to you it's been such an honor thank you so much big big hug to you it's been wonderful being here thank you thank you mama
To you, our dearest listeners, you can find us on your favorite streaming services, Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Podcast, and of course on all other major streaming services. With loads of love, we are the Mahua Show, where we talk imandari se.